Hey everybody, it's Devin here. I just wanted to quickly um, say before we get into the show, because we're not going to be talking about the pandemic on the show um, in this in this interview with Jason Miller, um, I know this is a scary time and so many of us are sheltering in place or we are in quarantine right now. Um, the death toll as of last night, um, today um, I was reading, was thirty over 30,000 people worldwide. Um, and so... I know this is a hard time. I know that um, many of us are, you know, not exactly capable to get all the resources we need. Um, there's been hoarding and all kinds of stuff going on. Um, it's a scary time. Everyone is scared. And um, how we choose to meet this fear um, will define us. It will either be an opportunity that we raise to or that we are crumbled by. And um, I, I I know it's scary it could, because it's incredibly scary. This is, this is a real thing that we're dealing with. Um, but by taking precautions like staying at home and by um, practicing social distancing, you are making sure that this isn't something that can continue to spread. You are making sure that um, we aren't perpetuating this virus and this illness. Um, instead, we are hunkering down and we're doing our best. And so I know it's difficult, everyone. I We had to shut the store down. Um, this is the first time it's happened in 30 years. Um, so, you know, our, our business is shut down right now. And it's, it's very scary time. Um, and so I feel that. I feel where you're at. And I just wanted to send you all the love I possibly could from my altar to yours and know that I'm holding space for you and that we're going to get through this. All right, let's get on to the show. What is that? It's a little bag made from the skin of a toad. Does it matter? She, she's tampering in dark-sided stuff. Yet in our own supremely rational time, there has been a dramatic rebirth of the ancient arts of witchcraft. You're listening to the Modern Witch Podcast with Devin Hunter. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Modern Witch Podcast. This is your host, Devin Hunter. Uh, it is going to be a really fun episode because Jason Miller is back and uh, we talk about um, St. Cyprian, a lot about St. Cyprian, and I'm really excited about bringing that discussion to you. Um, it is a topic that I knew little about. I knew, um, I don't know, probably more than the... like the average person, but not enough to consider myself like an aficionado. Um, so I had to go find an aficionado to have that discussion. Um, and Jason Miller is just awesome. So um, I'm really excited to have him on the show today. Um, we will be jumping right into that interview very soon. I did want to give a quick shout out to the Patreon supporters. Um, my, I love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, not only just taking the time to support me, um, but making sure this stuff is even happening. So you guys rock. Um, and especially Special love to Bob Rose, who is my audio specter um, supporter on the Patreon. Um, okay, so in addition to the Patreon, which I think everyone should check out, um, we also have the Modern Witch website, www.modernwitch.com. And on there, you can find all of the latest Modern Witch stuff, whether it's a blog post or it's a video or it's a podcast. And we've got a bunch of stuff that usually is coming out. I was a little slow this month um, just because of all of the, the stuff that's been going on. Um, but here we are. And uh, we'll, we're getting caught up. It's all good. It's all gravy. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's if you're looking for the new stuff, you can just go to modernwitch.com. It's all there. In the meantime, though, I did want to um, 
just say to everyone that if you have been looking for Modern Witch, the book, which just came out, I know that there was um, some issues with Amazon having enough copies that has been resolved. And so you are totally capable of finding this book anywhere you might want to get your hands on it. And once again, the title is Modern Witch Spells, Recipes, and Workings. And I wrote it. It's my latest. It's uh, book number four. It is a pictorial spell book and formulary that goes into love magic, healing magic, protection magic, divination and of course money magic um, in a way that I, it hasn't been done before so I'm excited to have that available for the world I'm also really 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 needing help getting the word out because um, we had to cancel a lot of our uh, touring this year uh, because of what's going on with the virus and so I am um, in a place where I, I need my I need my peeps to help me out here and so if you can um, go on Amazon leave a review go to Goodreads leave a review uh, go to Barnes and Noble leave a review uh, get a copy of the book that would also be preferred um, give one to your friend that would be really really cool um, but really right now it's it's all word of mouth it's um, if you want to help an author really get the word out um, take a picture with their book and post it whether your face is in it or not just other people seeing the book really does help get the word out um, especially in our internet age and so uh, if, if you're looking for ways of supporting um, and you can't be a Patreon subscriber, or maybe you are just here every once in a while to kind of tune in and see what's going on if there's a cool guest, um, but you, you like me enough, go check out the book. Go check out this book, um, Modern Witch Spells, Recipes, and Workings. Once again, it is my latest book. I am Devin Hunter, and uh, it is published through Llewellyn Worldwide. Okay. Uh, without further ado, we're going to uh, take a break, and when we come back, we are going to be joined with Jason Miller. And for those of you who don't know who Jason Miller is, he's a pretty fantastic guy. Um, and of course, uh, in addition to being an author, um, he is a teacher and has one of, at least what I'm perceiving to be, um, what I see from you know my outsider's perspective, probably one of the most successful and um, busy uh, trainings, online training programs um, available uh, for us as occultists out there. He's got some really great work, and it is stuff that I'm always excited to talk to him about. So this is a really fun episode. And uh, all right, well, yeah, well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll be with Jason Miller. You know, there's a lot of Catholic folk magic and Catholic folk traditions that people don't realize are witchcraft. Perhaps the answer will come someday soon when the skies open up over another small community and the blobs once again fall to earth. Hey everybody, it's Devin here. I'm proud to announce that the Witch Power series, my first book series with Llewellyn Worldwide, is now complete. And as if that wasn't awesome enough, I've developed a course for intermediate to advanced practitioners who want to take the material from the books and their witch power to a whole new level. In the Witch Power Masterclass, we take the work from the series and expand upon it through additional exercises, reading, audio and video lessons, and ritual. By the time you complete this 52-week course, you will not only have a grasp of what you and your witch power are capable of, but the direction and personal insight necessary to build a life with your magic that you want on your own terms. The Witch Power Masterclass is available only at themysticdreamacademy.com. Use code MODERNWITCH, that's all one word, to get $10 off. Again, that's at themysticdreamacademy.com, and you can use code MODERNWITCH, all one word, to get $10 off. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoy. 
you know, I teach online and we have a totally different kind of system than what you have, but I have like teacher envy because you have this really wonderful online class structure. And what I hear from everybody who takes anything that you do is just that they get so much out of the experience. Um, so what's going on over in the online teaching world Ooh, with Jason Miller right man, now? It, it, is, <laughs> it is a full-time job now. Like it is, I, I get downstairs and like this morning, I, I literally threw on Dolly Parton nine to five, like, you know, sit down and crank it out because there is something I have to do for the classes every single day, Monday through Friday. And, and that's awesome. Like I have the days of the week, like today is for this class. So, uh, yeah, I've got the Sorcery of Hecate course, which is still going strong in its ninth cycle, about midway through. Uh, and then there is a Hecate 2, uh, which is the second part of that class, which brings it out to a year. And in another few months, I will be releasing a part three, Spirits and Spells of Hecate, which is kind of like, uh, you know... It, Imagine a, a grimoire, a course in spell work, but it, it, it is only going out to people who have a year worth of training. So it can, it, instead of being like, this is something that anyone can do, it's, it's this is not something anyone can do. This is something only you can do because you've spent a year, you know, messing around with this. Uh, and you, you have the connections and, and the, the, the soft, the hardware in place to do, uh, what we're talking about. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Tuesdays I've, I, I, is a uh, black school day. It's, which is a completely different course centered around St. Cyprian as the intersection between angels and demons. Uh, so let's talk, let's talk about the, the black school for a minute. Um, because this is something that I know uh, well, recently, especially I've been hearing a lot of really cool things about. So what what gets you to sit down and say, I want to develop a class around this particular spirit? Like what clicks in your head that says this is what I need to do? There, There's a bunch of things that actually need to happen. So um, the first thing is there there has to be something that i've learned from the spirit that is not just for me that actually works for others so the first thing i do is i i test things that the spirit has taught me myself and then i share them with a few close friends and to see what they get out of it and so that happened over the course of a few years of interacting with Cyprian. And then if I'm going to do a course, I kind of have a rule. I need to be asked to do the course. Like I don't sit down and think this would be a great course and this is going to be an awesome like moneymaker or something like that. I actually have a rule that like people have to ask kind of without prompting uh, for something. And so literally what happened is uh, uh, Cyprian, during one of the, the September kind of Cyprian fests that, that happened around his, uh, his feast day, was like, you should teach this technique more widely. And so I was like, well, you know, 
if people want to know it. And the like the very next day, uh, we'll use his Mal Strangefellow like popped on the strategic sorcery group. And he's like, you know, I want Jason to develop a black school of St. Cyprian. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, I have been asked. So uh, that happened a few more times. And, and so then I sit down and I develop uh, the course. So I like this pattern where there's a lesson one week and a Q&A the following week. So that way the lesson is static. Same lesson, no matter how many times cycles I repeat the course, uh, everyone gets the same lesson. But the Q and A is is me and that group of people. They ask questions over the course of a week, and I sit down and and as bluntly and directly as possible answer the questions. It can go anywhere from a half an hour to two hours. Um, and so we alternate week to week of, of lesson and Q&A for as long as the course is. That's really awesome. So let's talk about St. Cyprian. Um, one, of the, one of the things that comes up a lot with witchcraft in general, I think, and people who are, are practicing the occult is, you know, we get to a point where you have to include spirits and beings and traditions that are outside of the normal kind of spectrum of spirits that one might work with. And I think the saints and anything that would be called a saint is kind of gets thrown into that mix of, of beings that people uh, tend to I would say be a little more reluctant to uh, invite into their practice. And so, but with St. Cyprian, there's like this beautiful history of, um, sorcery and magic. And so how, who is St. Cyprian to you as, as someone who has a relationship with St. Cyprian and, um, specifically what I'm really curious about are, you know, what has, what, what has your relationship with St. Cyprian done for you? Well, um, so, you know, it's, before we even get into St. Cyprian, it is, I've, I've seen this kind of like the branch from the the intersection of witchcraft and Christianity kind of growing over time. And this this wasn't really strange for me because Paul Hewson was one of my first exposures to witchcraft. And of course he was immediately just right in there with with uh, involving Christian figures and, and and angels and the Nephilim and the Paternoster and, and all this stuff. Um but it's it's one of the things I point out to people. It's kind of interesting that, you know, people will will jump wildly through every religion on Earth except the one that they were born into. And like that one is verboten um, and sometimes for good reason. There's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of pain there and, and exploring that isn't for everyone, um, not worth it for everyone. Uh, you know, so, um, but just as a matter of course, I'm, I'm happy to see the intersection grow. Now for me, I came to St. Cyprian through a gift, uh, years ago. I don't even remember how long ago now. Um, a friend of mine came back from Peru and gave me, uh, an amulet, one of these, amulets that's made in uh they're usually made out of uh vaccine vials right so these these little vials that have 
all sorts of small trinkets in them and a liquid. And in it is a little tiny soapstone statue. And this one was of St. Cyprian, the saint of sorcery. I had no idea anything about St. Cyprian of Antioch. And so I started digging. And I, of course, immediately found that St. Cyprian is a huge thing everywhere that people were not speaking English. <laughs> so St. Cyprian was a big deal in Central America for healing and turning, uh, turning back uh, spells and evil sorceries. Shaman have, have chunta staves, uh, mesas, very typically uh, of different uh, San Pedro shaman would have St. Cyprian in the middle to mediate between the left and the right, uh, the wrath and the peaceful, the, the angels and the devils and so on and on their mesas, these uh, basic altars that you would spread out on the ground with various uh, things in them. Huge deal in Brazil, where it ties into Umbanda and, of course, Kimbanda, which is now growing in popularity, but also then the Portuguese books of sorcery. And, and, you know, the whole Iberian Peninsula is just sort of well aware of St. Cyprian. Uh, St. Cyprian, there's rumors of the, the black school of, that has St. Cyprian in its head throughout the Balkans. Um, and going as far north as Norway, the, the, these uh, books, uh, Svartkonstbakken in, in Swe uh, Sweden, uh, all sorts of Cyprian rituals, Cyprian spells, uh, grimoires that both invoke St. Cyprian and grimoires that are rumored to be the workings of St. Cyprian. So what St. Cyprian was rumored to have done in his lifetime. And of course, who St. Cyprian is was a sorcerer uh, well-trained. The, the, there's a lot of uh, Orthodox Christian writings about St. Cyprian that detail his training, like where he, he got various, uh, you know, where he learned necromancy in Sparta and so on and so forth. And he eventually comes to be hired or for himself, depending on the story, to want to win the love of this Christian woman, Justina. Justina's parents were pagan, but Justina was uh, a, a very devout Christian. And so whether for himself or for a client, different stories say different things. St. Cyprian uh, goes out and starts sending, you know, all of these love demons, or if you want to think of it, you know, demons of sexual assault, really, <laughs> um, to go and and win her uh, quote love or or coerce it out of her, and Saint Justina does the the sign of the cross and dispels them, and she enters into prayer and dispels them. So Saint Cyprian keeps going at it. He goes at it three times. 
and every each and every time Justina turns this magic away. And so St. Cyprian goes, huh, you know, there's obviously some power here. Now, the Christian story is that he himself was converted by this show of power, renounced all sorcery, threw his books out the window or burned them, and became a devout bishop. Uh, there are other stories that say he converted and combined his sorcery and witchcraft with Christianity. And this is sort of the approach that I take it from, uh, 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 the idea that there is a, a crossroads, an intersection between the sacraments and sorcery that St. Cyprian is particularly well suited to, uh, to exploit. And so then after his death, after uh, his, his uh, martyrdom under the, the rule of Diocletian, he uh, begins teaching people through dreams, through appearance, through texts that, that seem to appear almost like termas in the Tibetan tradition where people pop up and they say, oh, this is the book of St. Cyprian. Uh, and Jose Lecio has done an incredible job in a very small book he did of detailing sort of the legends around the book of St. Cyprian itself. That, that even more than what was in the book, the idea of the book as sort of a holy grail of, of magic has its own arcana around it. So thankfully, um, since the mid to, you know, the, the, a few, this whole really, the, the last 20, 15, 20 years uh, has been not a, I mean, a little bit of an uncovering of new stuff regarding St. Cyprian, but a lot of it just coming into English for the first time. So Umberto Meghi, Jose Leitio, who I've already mentioned, uh, did us the favor of translating different books of St. Cyprian. Uh, Jose's newest book, which is sort of uh, this monstrous 900-page St. Cyprian monster that just gets way into the details. The Obscula Cipriani uh, that's put out by Hadian is just, it's unbelievably good. Um, but also different ways of conjuring with St. Cyprian and calling upon St. Cyprian. Uh, so there's a wealth now of Cyprian lore in English that only existed in, in other languages. That's that's really beautiful, and I, I think that's one of the cooler aspects of living in the 21st century is that, you know, the cultures continue to blend, and we continue to find there's so much more magic in the world than we could have even imagined. Um, so with developing the school um, and now being able to help people find their own practice with St. Cyprian... Um, what comes next uh, for you with, with your relationship with St. Cyprian? Well, um, St. Cyprian has been for me since well before the course. Uh, he quickly became what I think of as like 
the meta a, a meta magic figure in my life, along with Hecate and and a few other figures. Whereas, it's not so much a being that I call upon for a specific reason, so much as a being who excels at managing magic itself. Um, so I've gotten financial advice from St. Cyprian. Uh, so, you know, I tell people in, in some, you know, I do a small business strategic business sorcery course on the side and I tell people, you know, you, you develop like a little board of directors after the time. So St. Cyprian is definitely on the board of directors. Um, we're doing a Spirits and Spells of St. Cyprian follow-up program as well. But uh, in general, I'm going to keep teaching, keep investigating. Uh, the first several years of my work with St. Cyprian were focused on the very Christian side of his arcana. Lately, it's been focused on the, the diabolical side of his arcana, so the more Luciferian uh, aspect of that, but they, they tie together, they figure together. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what comes next for you? Well, for, for me, uh, with St. Cyprian, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I have a new course coming out regarding St. Cyprian. Uh, I've got a course in Porba, uh, that, has now reached its second uh, thing. But I am going to be incorporating a lot of Cyprian techniques and, and both in terms of having people call upon St. Cyprian, but just techniques of magic that I learned through interfacing with St. Cyprian. Uh, I'll be including them in my next book, which... I'm hoping for like a 2021 or 2022 early release. Well, that's super exciting. So you've got so so you've got this book that hopefully that you're working on, and and that'll that'll happen when it happens because that's how those things go. Um, and we've got this this class that you're doing. Well, you're doing a couple classes. I, I mean, so what's what's on your plate right now oh. when it comes to because you're one of the busiest sorcerers I know. Well, like I said, I do courses when I get asked. Uh, and so for years, I've been asked to do a course on Porba, uh, the, the Tibetan ritual uh, knife and, and the tantras that surround it. And I had refused because, of course, there's a lot of Tibetans teaching on it. And I finally got convinced last year that I had something to say on it that it's not so much something new as it is something to say in a way that wasn't being said elsewhere, that I wouldn't be taking anything away. I, it wouldn't be me going like, hey, don't listen to those Tibetan guys, listen to me. It would be me kind of presenting it in a different fashion that hopefully people would would use and help them understand uh, if they wanted to go a more traditional route or give them an avenue if they were going to do a non-traditional route anyway. So I've been teaching on that and I've been revisiting uh, some of my older stuff, trying to make it better. 
the strategic sorcery course, my one year course, the email course on on just sort of general magic. We started doing a deep dive. So a small group of people, uh, we, we revisit it every week and I do one of those Q&As every week where I answer questions on the lesson. I update whatever I think should be updated from this 10-year-old course and uh, also deal with what I call live ammo questions. So when people like, what's going on in your life that this could impact, like, you know, almost like a short consultation. Um, here's how you would use this lesson to solve this problem that you really have right now in real life. So that's been really rewarding as well. And that, that and kids and the kind of magic that I'm interested in exploring, uh, outside of courses and, and what I teach, that's always, uh, you know, that pretty much fills up all my time because <laughs> I think, you know, yeah, totally. Yeah. Anything I teach is something that I've, I've been exploring for a few years. Like I, I never really teach on anything that is sort of like, I'm really interested in delving into this. So I'm going to teach on it. That's, that's not my bag. Like I have to have done it for a long time. I have to have received signs to teach and uh interest from people to 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 hear otherwise i stay silent <laughs> yeah no and that that's that's probably why you're still alive uh, <laughs> <laughs> um no totally i i know one of the things that i kind of struggle with is just when when you're producing content and you're teaching people and you know you've you do your thing that it's hard to have a something on the side that still feeds you and still brings you encouragement and and um, that you want to go practice and you want to go do you know um, I know there's only so much mediumship I can think I can talk about in a day before I just kind of go Ugh, you know like I'm all right I'm done I'm done uh, you know but then so it makes it hard to go and do things that are still in that vein of, of witchy or occultism or just spirituality in general that is going to you know be there to feed you and it isn't just junk food, you know? So I, I, I admire anybody who is able to have a practice on the side that is feeding them and encouraging them to grow while that fundamental stuff is still there. And that gets even harder when you're teaching and you're doing that stuff. So you're, you're one of those examples of like, well, Jason's doing it. Um, that I, I love to bring out when we're when we're having meetings about what to do next. I'm like, well, Jason can do it. We can do it. Um, <laughs> well, you are an inspiration, sir. You can do it. I, I have to say that it it helps having a social network that is not necessarily in the community. So you know, I live in rural Vermont now, but even when I lived in New Jersey. My like my closest friends and and rel like people that I would go out with on you know on a weekend or or schedule vacations for my family to go with it was you know not it was not only magic people so that helps with the burnout a little bit too like you have people that you're going out and you're you're interacting with you're talking about politics or money or tv or books that have 
nothing to do with magic. I was about to say an F word, but I don't know if I can curse on your podcast. So just nothing to do. I, I thoroughly invite you to curse on my podcast. Then they have fuck all to do with, with you know, the rest of it. And it, it kind of, it's a pressure valve, you know? It's like it releases a bit of that pressure um, of like just having it be all day, every day. I imagine that there are advantages of having it be all day, every day too, that I don't get. But uh, uh, certainly for me, like having sort of a lot of non-magical people, at least overtly non-magical. I don't really believe non-magical people at all. But, right. um, you know, everyone is magical in that Marion Williamson kind of way. <laughs> but Totally. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I mean, I it's, you know, we have we have the shop. And so it's, you know, it, it's all day there's it's magic i mean you know we're 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 there selling magic to the public and most of the people wouldn't consider themselves to be witches um because we're, so we're not really like a practitioner store i mean people come to us to get supplies but the the bulk of our our clientele are people who wouldn't consider themselves necessarily to be um witches or or occultists in the way that we would um but it makes it hard and then you know there's the groups because there's like the spiritual groups you belong to the covens and the circles and so one of the things that we, we often talk about is just like, okay, well, where's just the group of people we get together with to have a cocktail? Like, you know, like everything's always magic all the time and it's always, you know, that, that, that world. So it's hard to escape from it and not feel the burnout. Um, but I'm going to take your advice and get some, I mean, not that my friends are bad because I love my friends are great, but I should totally make friends who maybe, you know, aren't living a magical life all the time. Um, and then maybe I could talk about cocktails or something. I don't know. You know, um, but the, I love this idea. The weirdest thing is you get – I actually recommend everyone – I think I wrote a, like a blog post on this earlier this year – that people should attempt to explain their practice to someone who doesn't believe in magic at all or know anything about it at all. They should explain what they do, not to convince that person that what they do is legit or anything like that. But it forces you to not rely on lingo or, or things that we like commonly in, in any field, honestly, like could be software. Like there, there's lingo that develops that you just shove things under, but without anyone to go, well, what does that mean? What is that? Right. Why? Like energy. Right. The word like, energy. Yeah, totally. What do you mean by that in that context? And, and not only what is it, but why – what does it do and why is that good, right? And so you find yourself going, huh, like, you know, and then people who aren't into it who you know well can kind of challenge you on things and be like, right, but if, if that was true, why – you know, the classic – like, if money magic is real, why aren't you rich? And it's a question that when I was growing up, people just avoided it like, oh, that, you know, we don't ask questions like that. And it's just, you know, a stupid question. But it's not a stupid question. <laughs> it's it's you have to have an answer for that. Um, so it's kind of cool to have people that force you out of your comfort zone and kind of force you to explain yourself in layman's terms 
because every now and then if you're like me you'll come across them like actually i had no fucking idea what i was even talking about <laughs> yeah no absolutely one of the um one of the things that because so as everybody who listens to the show knows i'm obsessed with cults um and one of the things that comes up a lot um are that when once you're in a cult situation there's like a lingo that gets developed as you were saying and this is when you said this it's totally reminded me of just how we become so insular because we rely on our internal dialogue we you know our, our inner dialogue no internal dialogue within our community and um it becomes so easy to bypass the very real world questions and the very real world uh, situations that come up and it's so good it's so easy to just insulate ourselves and uh and it all to me that one of the things I'm constantly arguing about what I feel is the the escapism mentality. This I have to go live in a fantasy world where there's magic and fairies and and uh, you know who are leaving me presents, but I don't know if I should take the present and you know all of this like just this I don't want to say crazy because we're overusing that term as a society, but it gets very anxious and it gets very fantastical and it keeps us in a place where you can't go and have dinner with your in-laws and explain what you're doing without feeling either some sort of shame because you're embarrassed that you can't really explain this fantasy thing that you're living in to the rest of the world or b you get really defensive and you don't feel comfortable talking about your very real experiences right um, so I, I think that's freaking brilliant and uh, <laughs> thank, thank you for saying that jason miller well, it, it's good advice, and and it is good know, advice. stuff that I learn from constantly. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm always in a state of what I love to do when I think my my pet project is as an occultist is that I love to see how other cultures and other people have put the the puzzle together. Because I, I think that there are these these strands of, you know, I call them psychic frequencies that are out there and we stumble into them and we kind of put them together to make sense of the world that we live in as occultists. And I, I fully believe that by studying other people's processes and by studying other cultural uh, approaches to the, the metaphysical and the occult and the spiritual, that we end up being able to get not just a better rounded um, approach ourselves, but we're able to understand that all of this is way more complicated than we we want it to be. You know, we're creatures that want things to be easy and simple and make sense. And when it comes to this this crazy occult world that we're in, it doesn't always do that. That you nail on the head. So I digress. All right. Well, Jason Miller, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you're going to be back to help me out with the uh, the closer for the season. So I'm excited about that. So you will be hearing more of Jason um, later on in this season. But in the meantime, if people want to get a hold of you, where are we going to send them? Strategicsorcery.net. That's, that, that's my – that's the – you'll find the blog. You'll find the courses. Uh or you can always find me on Facebook. I, I'll if you interact with my author profile or my courses, there's never any politics on there. If you interact with my um, mainstream, like my just my general private one, which I still have a few friend, you know, slots left. Uh, 
you, you'll be subjected to all sorts of infuriating moderist. <laughs> I'm, I'm an extremist moderate. <laughs> but it's all good. I, and I actually, you're one of my favorite people to follow um, on, on all of those things. And we are about to hit the political season. So you've all been warned, people. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll be right back after this break. Well, that's our show. I hope you enjoyed watching it as much as I did. Boys, I think it's time to upgrade our position in the lunchroom. But we just got our table back. Yeah, but we're witches now. We shouldn't be sitting at the worst table in the cafe. Worst table? It's right by the garbage and the bathrooms. What is wrong with you? With 25 years in service, the Mystic Dream is today's premier marketplace for all your spiritual supplies. Join us at our Walnut Creek location nestled in the San Francisco Bay Area of California or online for a state-of-the-art shopping experience. The Mystic Dream offers a wide selection of candles, statues, jewelry, crystals, books, tarot and oracle cards, as well as conjure, root work, and witchcraft supplies. Join us online at www.themysticdream.com. The Mystic Dream, where ancient wisdom meets the new aeon. Once again, thank you to Jason Miller for taking the time to come on the show again. I'm sure that we will have him on in the future because he's like one of my favorite people to interview. Um, so I have some special news to share with you. If you are following along with the feed um, on the, well, the regular podcast feed is what we call it. Um, this is episode 100. This is not actually episode 100 of Modern Witch. Um, this is actually like episode 130 something um, because there were a couple different feeds at one point. Actually, we went live and we switched to uh, the Pagan Radio Network and it was a whole thing. Um, so there are actually other feeds with Modern Witch stuff out there. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, but uh, on this feed, this is episode 100, and that is really freaking cool. So I just had to take a moment and just kind of honor and appreciate that. We're also turning in just a few days, Modern Witch podcast is turning 10 years old, um, which is super trippy. And I guess if you do the math, it, it sounds like I only did 10 episodes a year. However, um, we all know that there were years that I put out a boatload of episodes, and then there were years I didn't put out any. So um, it's it's been one of those things as a podcaster. You'd understand. Um, but yeah, so 10 years and uh, 100 episodes is was what's going on with this particular feed. That is really freaking cool. So I just had to, um, I just want to give a shout out and say happy birthday, Modern Witch. Um, as a uh, kind of homage to that, for the rest of the year, um, we are going to be celebrating year 10. And I have, um, I've started to interview people who were on some of the really early shows um, not in a podcast form, but actually interviewing them for the blog, for the Modern Witch blog. Um, and so stay tuned for that. And uh, if you don't know, we do have a blog 
over on Pathios now, and that is really cool. So um, I'm posting on there. We've got Storm Fairy Wolf posting, Matt Arian is posting, um, and Durgados Alon Duriel is posting as well as Jess. And so we've got a lot of really cool um, stuff, content that's coming out, um, and so do check that out. Um, but yeah, so if you are interested in like what's going on with people like Kellyana um, and uh, some of those those original guests that we used to have a bunch on, um, we're going to be doing dropping interviews. It's really exciting. So um, that stuff should be coming out over the next few months, and I'm excited to um, just celebrate year 10 with everybody. Um, but yeah, so that's it. That's that's the big news for the uh, well for the year for this episode. Um, that's the big news. I know it was a it's a, on the shorter side. Um, we're probably running about 15 minutes shorter than I usually run, um, and that is because Jason was actually with me for quite a long time. We did uh, a, an extended interview, um, but it's actually the other part of it's going to be in the season finale. And so, because I have this big project I'm working on for everybody for the season finale, and so uh, yeah, so. It's a little shorter uh, because of that, because we had a limited amount of time that we could we could do the interview. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so this particular interview is a little shorter, but we will be getting more Jason in the days to come. Um, in the meantime, we just dropped the uh, Patreon hangout with Matt Aaron, where we go. We went live and we did a, a video hangout with all the Patreon subscribers that is on the Patreon feed now. Um, and uh, Matt Aaron will be joining us uh, soon to uh, come on the show and we're going to do a whole deep dive and so I'm, I'm really excited about that if you don't know he's the author of psychic witch um he is uh, one of the uh, for one of my first students in, in sacred fires i'm really proud of him for some of the amazing work that he's doing out there right now and his career is just exploding he has he has just surpassed all of us in so many ways i'm really excited to have him on the show it's gonna be neat um so if you are a fan of matt Aaron, stay tuned he will be on in, in just a, a few episodes well, if not next episode it'll be very soon. Um, either way, a lot of cool stuff coming out. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. Make sure you check us out everywhere. You can get podcasts and blogs. We're everywhere. Um, or you could just go to modernwitch.com and it's all there. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, special love to Jason Miller and uh, we'll see you soon. There are forces at work here, dark, incomprehensible forces.